This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 9th, episode 2887. Good morning, horse people. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We're sorry about Monday. Uh, We we had some things come up, and we just could not get the show done on Monday, so we apologize for that. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's show with Jennifer and Karen doing the show. Uh, And if it's still bothering you that uh, we weren't here on Monday, you know what today is, Jamie? What is today? It's National Get Over It Day. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to know how to observe National Get Over It Day? It actually is. I think it would probably be very cathartic for all of us to know how to observe (laughs) National Get Over It Day. Well, uh, here's four suggestions don't fume over something minor. So just get over it, you know, let it go. What if it's major? We talk about major things here. It's all minor things. Uh, Settle the score with yourself and your burden will feel lighter. I want to settle the score with other people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know that. Some of us ever settle the scores with ourselves because that re- that that requires major like brain power to do that. Uh, saying goodbye to the worry of if onlys and what ifs, and look forward to the days with a more positive attitude. Oh my God, I'm going to punch the person who wrote this. <laughs> Jamie is not getting over it. Uh, or get over that cold that's been nagging you for weeks. I don't know what that one means. I just get over it. Like, it's just, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to decide to make my allergies gone. Yeah, Boom. Exactly. Exactly. No, I don't think that one applies either. But uh, that it is National Get Over It Day, and uh, Jamie's not getting over it, apparently. She's just <laughs> mad at the person that created this day. So there you go. Tell you to get over it, <laughs> stupid. Today, Mary Phelps, one of our good friends, joins us to talk about her first FEI competition, driving her adorable ponies. They're called the Gangsters. Uh, And she did that at Live Oak last weekend. It was the largest uh, driving competition of the year here in Ocala last weekend. Four, like a four in hand of ponies. You see the little, the picture up above? No. They are, yeah, scroll up. They are adorable. Oh my God, how cute. And they are briar ponies too. So yeah, she this is her first time driving four. She started with singles and then pairs, and now she's up to four. And she she did her first FEI competition at the largest driving show in the country. So that was kind of cool. Wow. Um, and I think they did pretty well. We'll find out. Also, do you remember the guy we had on last week for kind of a horse husband segment where he had this course about how to be a horse husband? Yes, and it turns out his wife wrote that course, not yes, him, right. which is just so horse husband to like take credit for something <laughs> your wife did. Well, <sighs> get over it. It wasn't even a wife. I think it's just a significant other at this point. So Corey joins us with her reaction. 
to Even her worse. boyfriend's appearance. <laughs> you requested that she come on. She's a listener to the show, so she said, sure, I'll come on. So uh, I think Perfect. I'll probably have to put myself on mute during that yep. segment. Bye. Get over it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and some weird news. That's going to be our motto of the day. Get over it. Uh, so that's what's happening. We'll have a post-show for you as well, so hang on for that. Daily Winnie time. I have several auditor birthdays, and I tried to go back in time so I wouldn't miss any. Haley Johnson. Hi, Haley. Haven't talked to you in a while. Bonnie Major, Kelly Hannigan, Joanne Strauss, and host of the Humble Hoof podcast, Alicia Harlov. Now, if you haven't caught that podcast and you're, it, you care at all about your horse's feet, uh, you might want to check it out. It's on the Horse Radio Network, Humble Hoof. Uh, and it is or our, humble hoof depends on where you're from. Way. Uh, but it is uh, the third most downloaded podcast of all the podcasts we have now. Awesome, yeah. So, and we also have a couple new auditors, uh, Emily Kettler and Tanya Hypes. So, welcome to both of you. And if you haven't joined the auditor group yet, just search for HRN Auditors in the Facebook, and we'll let you in. And thank you for uh, supporting the network. Now it is your turn. Well, it's been a while since I've updated you guys on the saga of Dave. Dave is a horse that came to me. His name was Satellite. He was very thin from the rescue. Uh, when he came off the track, we have determined that maybe some things were given to to Dave to make him not have any fat cells in his body. And it was anyway, long story. I got roasted on social media for basically oh, people Dave's accusing the one that got you me. In trouble. Yeah. He's the, he's the one that basically people um, accused me and I got phone calls and threatening phone calls and mail and messages and from somebody who basically said I and the rescue starved him. So we could then post pictures of him to then solicit donations. Well, if anybody knows how that works, that's not how that works. Cause then you have to put all the money back. into the horse. Anyway, So he's been with me for months and months, like six months. And somebody was ready to come see him. Yeah. I've been trail riding him. I, he can't do a whole lot. He's just not super sound, but somebody wanted him to give to their grandkids to lead around, basically lead their grandkids around. And he would be great for something like that. I think he'd be a great therapy horse. And they were also going to potentially use him for that anyway. So they're like the rescue calls me and I, I wanted to get my daily window to her because I have dealt just in the past couple of weeks with some really crazy people wanting to adopt horses. And I can't imagine doing it all the time. So this lady I would like to come see uh, Dave on Thursday with, uh, you know, all with, come see him on Thursday. Okay. So me, I need to take him back to the rescue. So I put him in my trailer and I start driving and I'm on I-35, Glenn. And it's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. You, anybody who's had this happen knows what I'm talking about. You know when you're driving and you're looking forward at the road and you see out of the, your peripheral vision somebody like right next to you in the car? And you're like, why are they right next to me? This is like, I'm in a horse trailer. Like, give me some space. But they're still right next to you. Like, 
out your out your driver's side window and they're just like hovering at your driver's side window and so I like finally look over and I look over and the guy in the car is like the passenger seat is like waving his arms hey hey and you're oh god that's the that's worst butt puckering sign. feeling that you could possibly <laughs> we've all have. had it happen uh, excuse me hey Excuse me, wave your arms, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, what? Like, is my back door open? Has the horse fallen yeah, out? Like, you don't know things. what happens. Your horse's legs sticking straight up. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I so I pull over when I can the, the, up the road about a mile. I, of course, slow down uh, and put the hazards on, and I go to pull over. About a mile up, there's like an exit ramp. So I go get off of the exit ramp, and this sweet person, Get off at the exit ramp. This is on the freeway with a horse in the trailer. Pulls in front of me and gets out of their car and comes running back. He was like, hey, you lost your tire about a mile ago. I saw the tread fly off. I was like, what? Oh, my God. I walked to the back and the back right tire of my trailer. I have two two tires in the back the back right so you have dual axle i hope yes okay (laughs) you would have noticed if you hadn't (laughs) the last time i had a blowout i heard it like i didn't even hear it i didn't feel anything just the tread right off of the the truck on the freeway of course so i'm like oh god so i i map like the nearest tire store and there's one off this exit fantastic so i limp up to that tire store because i'm not going to unload a horse on this you just do what you got to do if i ruin the it doesn't matter i gotta go so I limp up to the to the tire place and I get there and I'm like, hey, uh, I need I need tires. I, I need I need to do new tire because I, I I at least need to change it. I can't. and he was like, oh ma'am, you got three of these tires got bubbles on the side, not even including the bad. I'm like, what? Like these are not that old tires. Turns out like I was sold terrible tires. That's the short. That's the quick version. Anyway point is i get they're like we don't have your tires so i put i put the spare on the trailer and i drive home and so dave then gets out of the trailer well dave's still being shown the next day so nelda from the rescue is like i have a friend who can come pick him up so she sends him picks him up takes him all the way back to the rescue gets there unloads and the people are coming in like 20 minutes by the time he gets there so he settles down they they come out they look at him they look at three other horses so a lot of drama has occurred over the fact that these people are coming to see this particular horse. So they get there, they look at him, they look at a couple of their horses, all the things. And um, <laughs> I guess after they'd seen four horses and spent about two hours there, <laughs> the guy turns down and he goes, all right. And, and I can only guess that their accent is somewhat like this. All right. Uh, thank you for showing us these horses. Uh, where exactly, let me remind you all, this is a thoroughbred off the track rescue. Where exactly do you keep all your, uh, dead broke horses under 15 hands? <laughs> Nelda's like, excuse me. Down in <laughs> Texas at a quarter horse a- ranch. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, this is an off the track thoroughbred rescue. We don't really have those well we don't make that model here (laughs) i just think this one's gonna be too big for my grand grandbabies and do you have it where do you keep your your dead broke under 15 hand horses (laughs) she's like nowhere because that never happens here because this is a racehorse rehoming facility they literally didn't adopt anything and left (laughs) why wouldn't you call ahead and just be like hey 
I'm looking for something dead broken under 15 hands. Nelda would have said, we don't have that. And then all this drama, busted tires on the freeway, horse, them having to pay a shipper to come get him. All this crap could be, and he could still be at my house, but now he's back to the rescue, which is fine. They're going to be taking care of him and everything. I'm just infuriated that something like this would actually happen. They don't, I'm going to defend them a little bit. They probably didn't know what they didn't know. In other words, if they were getting it for the grandkids, they probably don't know anything about horses, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you would talk to somebody. (laughs) Yeah, maybe some advice. I think people think getting horses is like buying a car. You show up at the dealership, you tell him exactly what you want. He knew 15 hands. He specifically said dead broke under 15 hands. He didn't know that, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm not I'm trying them, to defend no, a little there's bit. no defense for that. <laughs> that's just, that's unbelievable. And it just, it just compounds on the fact that like me on the side of the road, trying to get this horse, back. <laughs> like all of it, I'm infuriated and I want to punch somebody in his throat and you're like, get over it day. And I'm like, shut up. I don't want to get over anything. I'm mad. And that's the only thing I'm mad about, but whatever. That's, that's the one that's right in front of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is proudly brought to you by State Line Tech. Uh, they don't sell 15 hand uh, quarter horses either, by the way. But oh. you can get a lot of stuff at State Line Tech. I mean, a lot of different stuff at State Line Tech. And they are going to be uh, over at, I know some of you saw them in Harrisburg last week if you went to the show over there. But they're going to be over at R- R- Land Rover. Sorry. They're going to be over at Land Rover as well. How many years am I going to be saying that? By the way, the Rolex thing. You can get over it. They decided not to pay. <laughs> so they're going to uh, uh, they're going to be at Land Rover. So they're always at the old indoor arena. You can go there and check them out. But right now, if you head over to their website, if you can't go to Land Rover, they have collegiate saddles up to forty percent off certain styles and sizes and makes and models. Check those out today. Plus, they have a plethora of helmets and safety vests. Uh, so you can check all those out too. I went to the helmets safety vest section because I knew J- Jamie had to get a new one. By the way, thanks to all of our listeners and auditors who, who have endlessly sent J- Jamie new comments on which helmet to get. I know. I wish it wasn't like $400. <laughs> and every one of them was $400. Yeah. So, uh, But they all had the MIPS technology, which is why they were sending them to you. But they were very adamant about protecting your head. I know. Everybody I love you wants guys. to protect your head because they know if you screw your head up, you ain't going to be doing this show anymore. So, well, they also know that it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I was putting a bridle on a horse and I got knocked in the brain. So, yeah. <laughs> well, they have two complete pages of helmets and safety vests right now on sale over at statelinetech.com. Check it out today. Well, now joining us is our good friend, Mary Phelps. She's a uh, competition carriage driver, and she drove her first four-in-hand of ponies at an FEI event at the largest show in the country, Live Oak, last weekend. Hi, Mary. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us on this exciting week for you. Oh, I know. I'm still decompressing, Glenn. <laughs> I bet you are. You had a you had a long weekend. So before we get too deep into last weekend at Live Oak, for new listeners, tell everybody uh, about your ponies. Well, uh, my ponies are uh, known as the gangsters. We have Al Capone and Bugsy Maloney and Tony <laughs> Capone and my little mare Kimba. And uh, 
Tony DePony and uh, Bugsy Maloney are Briar Ponies. And uh, Kimba and Al actually in 2019 won the Cones phase of the FEI Pony World Driving Championships, which was in Kizbeer, Hungary. So, uh, and now we've put them all together to a four in hand. And this was your first FEI competition last weekend with the four, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what kind of ponies are they, by the way? They're uh, Al, Bugsy, and Kimba are classic American Shetlands. And Tony, I'm not sure what he is. He's probably part Welsh. Uh, uh, I really haven't done a DNA on him or anything. So, um, you know. How do you uh, describe their color? Well, their, their color changes as I body clip them. They're paint. So they're uh, buckskin, white, and black. So they really, and they all have the same coloring, which I makes know, them which, which is hard fantastic. for this color to get that match. It is true. It is true. But for some reason, I started with Alan Bugsy, and then I would hear, I know where there's a pony that looks like yours. Do you want another one? So that's kind of how we got it all uh, set up. You know, and, and ended up with four. And I'll put a picture in the show notes. Uh, actually, it was a picture that April took. April Voling is our farrier, too, by the way. And she's oh. your farrier, and it's a picture she took of you going through one of the obstacles. I'll put a picture of that in the show notes so everybody can see the ponies. So Great. how tall are they? They range from um, 10, 3 hands. Um, to eleven three hands, um, and of course, I have to look that up in centimeters. But uh, yeah, that's no, that's what good. the American audience yeah. would understand. Yeah, we most. Know, yeah, we know that one. So I want to give some uh, everybody a perspective of how long it's taken you from the time you started driving competitively to get to this right. point where you have four in an FEI competition. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, Actually, I always say that ponies and bangs kind of keep you young <laughs> because I'm, I'm 71 years old. So I never, I always tell little kids, I said, you're lucky, you're very lucky that you have a pony now. I had to wait until I was 55 years old to get my first pony. So I started driving Shetlands, um, and I had a smaller pair, and then my good friend, Johnny Robb, who is a very well-known PR person down in Wellington, had Al and uh, Bugsy. So I started with them and stepped it up a bit. They were a little fancier, a little classier, but they had never really done uh, any eventing um, at all. And I think it's been about 10 years. I, you know, I'm not sure now what year it was, but um, it was probably 2013, 2012, 2013. Okay, so well, we just kind of started, and um, it just kept growing. And uh, from there, with, of course, the help of amazing trainers, and especially my trainer, Bram Chardon, who was here this past week, came over to help me. 
Well, and it goes to show, too, you can start something when you're a little older, like you and I. Uh, you can Absolutely. You can start something brand new and get somewhere, right? I mean, have time to actually uh, do something with it. So let's talk about last weekend before we run out of time. Okay. How much fun was it for you? How terrifying or and or how much fun was it for you to do this this big show with the four? Well, I have to start by saying I love Live Oak. It is the show that I work for. And I knew we were jumping into a big, we were making a big leap. But my goal was to do Live Oak um, if Bram thought that we could pull it off. And it was questionable, um, but... uh, with his help and the help of uh, my team and another great trainer from the Netherlands, Melanie Vanderbunt, um, we did our job and uh, got through it. Now, I was definitely very nervous and <laughs> had to work really hard on, uh, mainly really, really hard on focusing and um staying really, really focused on uh, the job at hand and the new, you know, learning how when you drive four, you have to take loops in the lines and know how big they are, you know, to turn your leaders and know when to let them go. And it was, it was uh, a big challenge, but we did it. We got through. I, I saw uh, on video you going through some of the obstacles, and, and you have how many reins in each hand? You have two sets of reins, right? Two sets of reins, yeah, okay. and then the leader reins, which are the two ponies in front, you steer them and turn them by taking loops, and you're controlling the wheelers um, with the bottom part of your hand, um, and uh, uh, and so it's, uh, you know, it's, and then going through all the obstacles, which were beautifully designed by Gabor Fintha, the course designer that Chester Weber brought in. And there were options to go the safer, longer routes. And our goal for this show was just to, was to finish. Was not to die. Um, was that and, <laughs> Was to finish. And uh, we actually made the time on the marathon, which we've only done one show before this, and we've had a lot of time penalties because I've been taking it really slow. But Bram wanted me to step it up, and uh, and we did. So this was the first time I even cantered or galloped with the ponies in and out of the obstacles. So I really kind of didn't know what was going to happen. And, uh, and we did it. We made the time. And um, I was very, very happy after Marathon and very relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet you were. So I got, as I said, I got to see some of those. These ponies are so stinking cute going through the obstacles, especially they the water, them. because the water comes up much higher on their legs than it does the horse's legs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They are so cute. And I'm so proud of you. I knew you before Thank these you. ponies, right? I mean, we I- Oh, I know. And if anything, I just hope to be able to inspire other people that you can do it. You and it you it's doable. And even people that work at the lower levels, they really I just would like to encourage people to challenge yourself. And if I can do it, 
you can do it. And granted, I've had great, great help, but we have great help in this country with wonderful trainers, all of whom I've worked with at some point or another. And, you know, it's, it's uh, just one more gate to move yourself up a level. The dressage test is a little bit harder, and the cones is a little bit more faster and more challenging. But it just, you know, hopefully people will be inspired by what we've been able to do, and uh, we're happy to see the sport growing, huh, Glenn? Uh, defi- it's really growing. Definitely, but I want to extend that out. It doesn't matter whether it's driving or dressage or barrel racing. You know, it, uh, whatever it yeah. is, at, at whatever age, it, it's not too late. So, no, um, absolutely. I love what you just said there, and I think that applies across the board. Uh, I have I have a couple questions yeah. real quick before you go. Um, so first of all, who are the two handsome gentlemen on the cart with you? <laughs> there are my great team. So Bram Chardon, who is um, well multiple uh, pony world championship winner, uh, and then of course as he got older, he he moved up to foreign hands. He's the current. European champion. He won the Driving World Cup in 2019, and he has been a friend and my trainer now for nine years. Um, in fact, so a real slacker, huh, Mary? You're in uh, good hands, right. basically. <laughs> and our big goal, of course, is that, and we're planning right now, we um, made some plans with Brookledge already, um, that we're taking all four ponies to Europe this summer to get more training and prepare and learn more about the foreign hand and prepare for next year, which is the Pony Driving World Championships in the Netherlands. So we're taking them over for more training. Then my bottom step is Dennis Sargenti, and his wife is Alice Tarjan, who you dressage people must know because she, she was in Wellington at the Palm Beach Dressage Derby all weekend winning almost every class that she was in with her multiple dressage horses. and uh, But the, she's always been involved in driving, as has Dennis. And we met Dennis when Bram came to do a clinic in January, and he offered to help me out and be on my back step. So he was hyperventilating at the end of marathon. <laughs> and was able to have enough energy to get him for the four-hour drive back to Wellington so he could see his wife go on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm looking at this picture of you with these four ponies, and good Lord, I don't know how you ever learn how to tack that those things oh up. God. I mean, there's things everywhere. But th- before we let you go, because we're running out of time, I have one final question. Now, you said at the beginning of this interview that ponies and bangs keep you young. <laughs> Do yes. you have bangs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the hard-hitting <laughs> question here. So you, you're like, you say you're how old? I'm 71, and I'm not ashamed of it. I was so, going to say, you must be, I, with having ponies and bangs, you're like 38. So Yeah, 70 is the new 40, but more focused. <laughs> I feel really, really feel super good, and they keep me moving and uh, and mentally very active. So I always say this is a lot more fun than doing crossword puzzles, you know. Absolutely, sister. You go, girl. You're my hero. Amazing. Well, Miriam, as I said, we're all very proud of you. And I drove a four once. I drove Gloria Austin's four once. And uh, it was terrifying. So 
I, I well, get... I'm just about to head out right now. Um, the and I want to give a shout out to my team of Sharon and Melanie and Esther and uh, Susan Travis, who I couldn't have done it without them. I mean, it took four people taking care of four ponies in addition to Bram and uh, Dennis and, of course, my husband Wayne Humphreys. So that's hey, what it took, and <laughs> it was great. Good you job, are my Mary. hero. That was amazing. All right, we'll talk to you Once soon. One's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know how you do before. Okay, we'll talk to you again soon, I hope. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mary. Okay, thanks for having me. I'm telling you, I did four once. It was terrifying. <laughs> no. Uh, one's terrifying. I can't, and then I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, how the hell? They're like connected to each other. They're connected to the people. I don't know where all those lines go and all that stuff. I don't know how you do and that. When they're doing take- marathon through those obstacles, there are tight turns going at a gallop. <laughs> I know. It's insane. That's crazy. Well, hey. okay, she's amazing. Well, this segment is brought to you by Daily Dose, and I'd like to welcome Corey Nichols to the show. And let me give you a little backstory on Corey. Her boyfriend was on last week, okay, talking about the horse husband's a crash course for men in a horse girl's world. And Glenn got Stephen on to come and talk about this course. Well, BS, he didn't write it. Corey wrote it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And we're over here talking to men about something a woman created. It's like, yes, like National Woman's Month. We are going to need to celebrate the woman who wrote this. So, Corey, I had to have you on. Thank you for joining us. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, we're, okay. we're always the one behind the scenes, right? I am tired of it. And you are not, you will be behind the scenes no more, my friend. You are right. on the show. Right. Men I'm out. Trying to- my day. Talk about all the thing, how great they are, blah, whatever, blah, blah. whatever. <laughs> so, Corey, let's take this back to the beginning. We're going to redo this whole thing. Tell me a little bit about Horse Husbands, a crash course for the men in a horse girl's world. Well, I'm glad you asked. So, um, <laughs> this, this, I'm sure that this is not only me with this problem where um, you look at your guy and you're like, oh. So close. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, they feel like a liability, you know, the minute they walk into the barn, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I thought there's gotta be a way it's hard to train your own child. It's hard to, to educate your own boyfriend. And I thought, here's something I can do in the pandemic, right? That's when this whole, like, not sort of cracked. And um, I thought I would try to make it easier. See, it's, it's like a win-win, you know, so the ladies luck out because you have like a helper and the guys luck out because they don't feel so foolish. Um, they're less embarrassed, less frequently. Um, so that was the impetus for the class. And then I just had fun writing it. Yes, it's it's cool. So so you've got this, You, you I'm assuming that it was all because Stephen walked into the barn and put a halter on upside down. And you're like, I got to fix this problem. <laughs> well, it, it actually goes back about 20 years to my first marriage. I'm not going to um, argue with that anyway, because we have all done that. All of us horses. Yes. Right, right, right. Right. And there are many roads to Rome. I mean, he actually put it on inside out and backwards yesterday. Um, <laughs> for the time. But, but he's totally dyslexic. So, you know, I have I, I have I find a lot of excuses for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> he must be cute then. <laughs> oh, he's very cute. Yeah. He has a lot of redeeming qualities. Um, yeah. So I've been a horse professional for 
you know, most of my life. And so running a lesson business and a training stable with, with a guy that doesn't know one end from the other, you know, was, was difficult. And, uh, that's not why, uh, I'm no longer married to said individual, but it certainly helps to have a guy who's, who's in the mix, you know, yeah, and as we who... know, this is a really all encompassing gig. So you're in or you're just not around. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. my, my husband tried to play along for a while and then he decided to go to golf and to be fair, <laughs> we're all a little happier. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there is some benefit to involvement. Like, he is great on the tractor, and he's in, he's out spraying the fields right now. He's, like, awesome. But, like, Sweet. with the horses, I've learned that, you know what, I'll do that. I'll Just give me that. Give me that. I'll do right. it. I'll do it. Right. And I don't have right. to fight him for it anyway. Um, but it would be nice to sit him down and go, okay, this is how it is done. So what are some of the things that your horsey significant other can learn in this course? Right. Um, uh, some super safety basics, you know, like look out for your own feet and stand to the side, like just really basic things like that. Um, how to, how to halter and lead, you know, um, not get dragged around, you know, when you watch like your, your miniature pony dragging a man through the yard, it's like, Oh God, you know, Um, (laughs) Yeah, but you also laughed. Just a little bit. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, no. The humor <laughs> value is huge. Believe me, that's like a, a terrific currency around here. Um, but, you know, this notion, like, it doesn't occur to everybody naturally that, like, you're training a horse all the time. So it's actually very costly if, you know, you let a mini drag your husband through the yard and then a little kid shows up and they're like, why did the pony drag me through the yard? You know, so... Um, <laughs> trying to keep things consistent, but you know, how to catch a loose horse, giving a leg up, like how to deal at horse shows and, and not be a spaz, you know, doing the butt bar, you know, we do a lot of trailering oh, around and, God. you know, having somebody like do the butt bar, it's helpful, you know? And, and honestly, I want to be able to travel a little bit and um, leave him here without worry. And my daughter and I went to Ocala and we pulled around in Aiken for, you know, we were gone for eight days and like, he managed like perfectly fine. That's amazing. So, I mean, yeah. the butt bar alone is that part of the course? Because <laughs> that's Im- really important, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. you know, safety nuts, like all that stuff, and and you know, not getting hurt. You know, I I love my horse husband, boyfriend. Genius is always, and he seems like he loves you very much, and he is all in. I tried to talk him out of this. I told him he still had time to run, and he kept defending you. I mean, yeah, it was better sweet, actually. I loved it. But uh, what I did notice about him is, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you your future. Okay, so I have this horse named Zeus. And he is a Mustang and he is possibly, I mean, you've listened to the show, like he's possibly one of the most difficult animals to manage in the history of the world. He can open double D snaps. Uncle Dick. (laughs) Uncle Dick 
does not belong to me. So he oh, was only okay. here for a short okay. time. He was here in training. Phew. He broke through all defenses. Yeah, he was very, but I was, I was like, here you go, Patty. Good luck. You know, and so far I've only had one report of him being Uncle Dick while he was back home. So I, Uncle okay. Dick does not belong to me. Fortunately, that's okay. another auditor, Patty. Uh, but Zeus okay. has been nothing but a nightmare. And this is where I'm going to tell you your future. I noticed that maybe he was a little salty about one of your horses which one was that oh blue jay mm-hmm. yeah he didn't have very nice things to say what's what's <laughs> what's the real story there the real story this is a really competitive connemara pony and she bangs and bangs and bangs i thought i should do a workshop on stress relief for prison correction officers because that's what it's like when she's in the barn Bang, bang. Oh, that would bang, drive me insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's bad. We hung rubber mats on the walls, like, you know, so when she bangs, like, it's it's a, sort of a Shakespearean bootless cry, but that didn't work. <laughs> like, buckets, and, yeah, so, relentless. I mean, it really, it, it, it's a tipping point. <laughs> Uh, well, as somebody who is experiencing the one horse that makes the husband crazy, um, I, I, I don't like. I, I wish I could go back to the beginning and unite the two and somehow figure out a way <laughs> to make them friends. But I just, I can't at this point. But that is where I would say, figure out a way. You know what? You need the bracelets. The, the bracelets that my farrier makes me. That will stop the banging. Number oh, one. Oh, oh, so, like I can hobble her. Yeah. No, don't. Ho- it's not a hobble. It's just a. It's a bracelet, and I, I my farrier makes them for us, and we sell them, and I, I, I help people out. I don't make any money on them, but um, we make these bracelets anyway. We'll talk about that later because there's okay. got to be a way to unite these two individuals. Because I swear to God, the only time divorce is discussed is when <laughs> Zeus is involved. <laughs> <laughs> You need to figure this out now because I'm telling you 10 years down the road, it does not get any better. Like it just, okay. everything compounds. It just adds. And to where like, like when my husband walks to the barn and Zeus is out in the pasture, Zeus will look at him and pin his ears. Like, <laughs> like he's not even close to you. They ju- it's such right. a mutual hatred that has started oh, small and it is a monumental oh. mountain of hate in between the two of these individuals. <laughs> and what even right. pisses the husband off more is how much the damn horse loves me and I love the horse. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, the longer you're married, let me say this so I don't get hate mail. Send them to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. No, don't send it to her. I'm married to her. Um, no. So that you don't want to do that either. Send it to me. Send no it to Jamie, it. yeah. But the longer you're married, the more annoying you get, uh, the more annoying the horses get. Oh, really? Is that what you're saying? So I need to discuss with my husband how annoying I am? I don't think so. Don't you try to turn this around on me or her. You just be quiet. I knew that would get a reaction. The adults are talking right now, Glenn. Okay, so I'm putting you in the back seat, and I'm closing the limo window, and you can't talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, Corey, how can people find this course? Clearly, there's some men in our life, (coughs) Glenn, (coughs) excuse me, some men in the world who need to see this course. So how do they do that? Um, yeah, if you Google horse husband or it's on teachable.com, which is a platform. Um, if, yeah, if you Google horse husbands, there's a Facebook page for it too. 
And um, it's not the only Horse Husbands Facebook page, but it is the one with the store on um, on the site. And there, it's Husband Appreciation, uh, the third Saturday in April. Um, so we're going to run a bloopers contest. I haven't posted about that yet, but I will today. Um, so we want to get your blooper, your blooper pictures, and um, we'll be giving away some prizes. I've got friends at tack shops and things like that. And um, there's a Home Depot gift certificate up for grabs too. So, so are the blooper have pictures horse husbands with it. broken parts? What are the blooper pictures? <laughs> <laughs> The halter upside down yeah. backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a long range shot for the ambulance driving uh, up the driveway. Yeah, your 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 husband in his maybe less than glowing moment. Um, yeah, so basically yeah, we were going to publicly publicly shame you. So yeah. go find that. I googled horse husband and a lot came out. So do you just search for what is there? It's just teachable dot com and and go to yeah, teachable dot com and search for horse husband. Yeah. That would be perfect. And I'll put the link in the yeah. show notes too. I have the exact link at teachable.com. And also use the coupon code exactly. HRN and you'll save $5. Yeah, there That's you right. go. Right. $5. Month month. Yeah, well, yeah, Corey, yeah. as always, it has been entertaining and enlightening to talk to well, a fellow woman involved in this crazy life with a non horse husband, uh, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> you know one, what? One, I, one husband at a time. I'm done. <laughs> you know, if you had to get it with the first one, there's sure to be a second. Um, right. So I would like to tell you that in the world of, and my husband literally can hear me right now. I was now, just going to say, okay. you're on your first one. Why would you say that? I know. I know. Well, I was talking for Corey. Um, <laughs> but I would like to tell you that my husband, when I met him, he was, he was my boyfriend and he was a fighter pilot who lived in an apartment in like the trendy area of Phoenix and drove a motorcycle to work and back. And now I live on a 20 acre farm in Oklahoma where he's driving a tractor on the daily. So ladies, it can yes, be done. It can be done. It can exactly. be done. Good job. Jamie. <laughs> you're an inspiration. <laughs> Corey, you're an educator, so we celebrate you and uh, <laughs> National Women's Month and everything that goes along with it. And Corey, thank you so much for being on. And my uh, pleasure. We're pretty much best friends now, so it's cool. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, Corey. All right. All right, have a great day, guys. Good luck. Thanks. Glenn, blaming it on the woman, how annoying the woman is, is how annoying the horse is. I will never forget that, ever. I'm here with the mad scientist who developed Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds, Janet Geyer. And I wanted to have a quick chat with you because Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds are non-GMO whole food nutrition based. And a lot of people go, oh, that comes from a small, dedicated feed mill. I won't be able to get that when I travel. They're wrong, aren't they? They are. You can get it through Chewy anywhere in the United States. Or if you live locally in Maryland and Northern Virginia, you can get it delivered. There you go. Chewy.com. It will deliver it anywhere you want. You can also schedule delivery in advance so you can have it delivered every X number of days. And you can go in there to your account and change it every time you move horse show venues. So check it out today, dailydoseequine.com online or chewy.com. One. All right. Wait, wait a minute. So he really was Tom Cruise in the movie. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Like, Driving the motorcycle, it, the fighter pilot, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't play shirtless volleyball. It is Arizona. I'm still going to sunburn. But other than that is, I mean, Tom Cruise was a Navy. He was Air Force. Same thing. Same They're thing. They're all the same. <laughs> Every right. fighter pilot is exactly the same. I just picked the cutest one. Now he's really mad at you. <laughs> We're, we better move on. because uh... Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race. In Jamie's Weird News. This is the time of the week where I like to tell you the weird news that's happening in the world. And you also can contribute. If you see a story in the news and you're like, whoa, that's weird, uh, email it to me, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com, which is what Scott did, Mary did, Allie did, Clark did, Laureen did, and April did. All of you guys. And to be completely honest, many of you sent me the same story, which I also found and had to put in. So we're going to do that one last because it is the most ridiculous ridiculously awesome that's not awesome it's weird okay it's just all of these are weird all right so where are we going to start glenn what state are we going to start in um georgia no no. We will go to Georgia today, no. but we're going to start in Florida because um, we're, we'll go to this one. This Just one trying to help my own state out here. Yeah. Uh, so this is in Brevard County. Where's that? Do you know? It's down uh, along the coast near Palm Beach and all of that. Okay. Well, there were some employees in a store. I don't know if I can mention the name of the store, but they sell lots of home things and uh one of the guys that works there was walking along and he's like huh there's two not one but two crossbows missing and we haven't sold any today and they're missing so what it happens is they go and they search for the footage on camera and they see a man stealing the crossbows by Putting it in his pants. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, Crossbows are huge. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what he did was he was on crutches or had a crutch with him. And he stuck a crossbow down his pants and then how, limped how away big were his pants? on the crutch. <laughs> oh I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know what crossbows look like, but I'm assuming oh, they don't look like and they're anatomy. I yeah. mean, I don't get it. And how he did nobody he, see him walking around with crossbows in his pants? Because he was like limped out with crutches, was like hunched over and on a crutch. On like, oh, see, so never questioned the guy with the crutch. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. exactly. So they did find him in the parking lot oh, because he didn't fly away. Uh, he went to a nearby restaurant. Um, so he went to the restaurant next door, went in, took crossbow of his pants, I'm assuming, uh, put it in his car, and then went into this restaurant. And they were like, that's that guy's car. <laughs> they called the police and he was in the restaurant. Uh, he allegedly tried to run from the deputy. Uh, he believe it or not has a prior history of burglary no. charges. I know that's <laughs> weird. Um, but did yes, he try and he run was... from the deputy with the crossbow still in his pants? I think he took him out okay. <laughs> and left him in his car. Oh, good. I, I can't promise that, but I'm assuming nobody would do that. It is so, Florida, yeah. though, so who knows? All right, next one. All right. 
Okay, so this is a story. Okay, I'm just going to read you the the story, and then we're going to – I'm going to break it down on a personal level. Okay. The the headline is, Giant Joro Spider Invading Georgia Expected to Spread Quickly Across Alabama. And this is is that parachuting one. Yes. Oh, my God. A I am moving species, to Alaska. <laughs> yeah. A massive species of spider from Asia has been colonizing large chunks of the southeastern United States over the last few years. And experts say that little can be done to stop the Joro spider. Is this from the spreading. one from China? Yes. It probably, they said, came in on a like a shipping crate. China couldn't kill us with COVID. Now they're trying to kill us with parachuting spiders. Those same experts say, you know what? It's not going to be hugely disruptive to local ecosystems or harmful to humans in any of the southern states it's in. Yes, it's harmful to humans. Nobody wants spiders dropping down on their head. Can I continue reading? Yes. Because it just gets better. Okay. By the way, it's not going to be harmful to humans. But... Turns out the Joro spider is venomous. Oh, I didn't know that part. But the venom isn't believed to be a threat to humans. I don't know, but we don't think it's going to be a big deal. And by the way, they have really small fangs and most bites likely wouldn't break a person's skin. Did it say how big these suckers were? Let me just break down the fact that you're like, it's going to be fine. They hardly kill anybody. And sometimes they can't even penetrate their skin with it. What? First of all, spiders with fangs. That's just wrong. It's like huge, too. Yeah, how big is it? That's the thing I want to know. It's bright yellow and black. And it's very common in the Atlanta, Athens, Georgia area. Aren't you glad you moved? (laughs) In some parts of Georgia, thousands of the spiders have been reported weaving giant three-dimensional webs that are as deep as 10 feet. From there, it's been spread hitchhiking on human vehicles and by moving itself through the air on a strand of silk, a technique called ballooning. I'm trying to find out how big it is. 10 foot three-dimensional webs? Do you know that what it's like when you're the first rider through the woods around here now? I do. <laughs> I do. Um, and this is horrifying, and I'm never going home. <laughs> Next story. Yeah, you're never going back to Georgia again. Never. never. You know when we are going back to Georgia? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping this in the South, baby. Um, a Georgia man has been sentenced to 36 months in prison. You know, but small business owners really took a hit during COVID. And so the government was awarding economic injury disaster loans uh, or EIDLs. And this gentleman, his name is Vinath Odomsign, uh, and he lives in Georgia. He was I was given $85,000 after claiming that his small business supported employees and it was a part of the really, really well done Congress pandemic relief plan. What did um, he get arrested for, Glenn? Do you know? Can you guess? Uh, he bought a what boat. This smaller. Oh, uh, he bought a car. Smaller. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to jail for buying something less than a car? Well... It costs more than a car. Oh. Um, apparently, once Oduswein got the money, 
He used $57,789 to buy a first edition shadowless holographic Pokemon card. That's right. <laughs> he bought a Pokemon card for 57, almost $58,000 and is now going to jail where he belongs for stealing money from the government. Awesome. And now he's going to jail. And guess who pays for that? Yeah, it's us again. Oh my God. Oh, next story. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to, what do you think Uncle Bubba's going to do to him in prison when he finds out why the guy was in prison? Um, couldn't yeah. tell you. He's not going to have a good time in prison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keeping with the theme, what state are we going to now? Uh, North Carolina. We're going back to Florida. Oh. <laughs> this is in Flagler County, Florida. Okay, so a Florida deputy was just sitting on the side of the road at a stop sign trying to bust people for speeding. And this guy just blew right through a four-way stop sign. Boom! Just goes right through it. Well, obviously, Mr. Officer goes to pull him over. Officer. So, so, uh, let me let me let me role play this. All right, you be the officer. I'll be the speeder. Okay. Okay. What right. does the officer say to you when he walks up <clears> to the car window? Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? Uh no, no, I don't. Well, you just ran the stop sign at about eighty-five thousand miles an hour. Officer, this is a big problem. I I I I, I, I don't know how problem. to say this. <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but <clears throat> here's the quote: The truth is. I just found that out that Putin says he's going to launch thermonuclear war against the world. And I was trying to get back to my house to find out what's going on. I'm freaking out here. <laughs> so basically what, what this, he said, do you have any, as an Putin, officer, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Putin made him blow through the stop sign. The headline is <laughs> it's from MSN. Here's the headline. Putin basically made a man speed right past the stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> terrible headline. Did he get a ticket? Basically, or did it work? Um, yeah, I don't think they let him off for no, that one. I don't, I don't it, there's no follow up, and I really don't think that's needed it because the truth is, uh, uh, actually, to be fair, he didn't start with that one. He actually said he was trying to get his car out of sports mode. It was stuck in sports mode. And the officer was like, I feel like I could add distractive driving also to the failure of stop and speeding. And then he told the officer, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. actually, there was a car coming from a cross street. And I was trying to beat him because he was going to hit me, I think. And then uh, the officer's like, mm, you still blew through a stop sign. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Truth is, Putin is going to launch war, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> I like sports mode doesn't allow you to use your brakes, apparently. You, you, I guess. No, you still have to go 90 miles an hour in sports mode. All right, final story. Are we leaving the South? <sighs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to head to Colorado. Oh, good. Okay. You know, we don't have Colorado very often. No. You think it's because they, they're the first ones to legalize pot? Here, here's the thing, Glenn. We may not have Colorado very often in weird news, but when they do come, they bring it. They bring it strong. <laughs> 
The Denver Police Department is asking for the public's help to find a box that was stolen, and by the way, a dolly also, from a freight company's truck that was parked on 23rd Avenue. Okay, It happened between 2.30 p.m. Wednesday and 9.30 a.m. Thursday. So this truck drives up and it parks at 2.30. And something gets stolen out of the truck. But they don't know until 9.30 the next morning because the truck's been just, I don't know, parked on the side of the road while the guy went home and, like, got a good night's sleep and hung out with his family. The driver did. <sighs> have you have you heard the story going? No, I have not. I don't know what was in the truck. I couldn't. I couldn't. You couldn't even guess. Like, you can't even I, guess. Like, I, I have so many things going through my head. What, what are some of the things going through your head? Um, I'm hoping that it wasn't anything nuclear uh, or radioactive. Um, yep. Not that, that adult toys came to mind. Nope. Uh, not no, that, not that, no, uh, a, a box of gold. Nope. Uh, not, that. not that. No, then I'm, I'm, this would be something that clearly you should just park and leave on the side of the road for hours at a time. <sighs> okay. I mean, let me figure this out. How am I going to reveal what was in the box? The box is blue and white with a label. That said, human specimen on the side. And somebody was like, I'm going to steal that. I bet I could sell that kidney on the black market. And it's a big box. And they take the box. I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pretend what happened here when, they, when, when the thief headed home with the box. And the human specimen, I got to see what this is. They opened the box. It's full, chock full, Glenn, of multiple human heads. Oh, my God. What horror <laughs> could come to that person who opened up a box <laughs> of human heads? That's my first comment on this story. My second comment is who the hell parks on Wednesday at 2.30 p.m.? And leaves a box of human heads in their car. Do we know where the human heads were going? Um, yeah, okay. it was um a, a box that was going to uh, science. It was a a box of like research uh, heads. Research heads, basically. No, that was a thing, by the way. I but... will never donate my body to science. <laughs> I'm an organ donor, but that's as far as this is going. Because apparently, somebody can steal your head. After you're deceased from a box that was left in some idiot's car. He's like, mm, I can take this tomorrow. It'll be fine. They're already dead. I mean, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> the so secured truck was in the process of returning the tissue to science care after a medical training event. Unknown individually, individuals illegally broke into the truck and robbed it of the science care box. Um they did go to say, this is an extremely rare situation, and we appreciate the attention the media has brought to the community in helping us locating the stolen box. If you find the box, you're asked to call the Denver Police Department. If you find the box and you look inside it, you're never sleeping again. <laughs> what do I you do? So let's, let's play this out. You're the one that stole the box, and you get home and you open it, 
after you're done freaking out or passing out or whichever one you do. Vomiting, uh, uh, all yeah. the things. What do you do? Because you can't return it, then you're a thief, right? So what do you do with the books of human hands? I mean, if you bury that in your backyard, you're yep. going yeah, to come in that. <laughs> You're going to have a, a heads floating around. I am finding it. But everything's cameras now. I was going to say, I'm finding a dumpster in the most obscure place ever. But everything I don't understand many things about this story. <laughs> Why did somebody have a box of human heads in their car and think, you know what? I'm just going to park here and leave. Isn't it on ice or something? Like... Jesus, there's like five. Maybe they're, are they hey, formaldehyde kids, already? Are they? Kids, are, listen. <laughs> Daddy parked his truck, his work truck on the road there. Don't you go out in that driveway and look around that truck there. Okay? You do not want to see what's in my truck. Did they oh say what the class was? That Classless, I would assume. Um, I don't, what do you mean the class? Well, they had came from a class. They had just did a class with the human heads, you said. Uh, did they say what the class you know, these are eyeballs. These are noses. Uh, Science Care is the name of the company that owned the heads. The secured truck was in process of returning the tissue see? to Science Care after a medical training yeah, event. Yeah, they had this training event with the heads. I want to know what they were doing with the heads at the training event. There's so much wrong with this story. <laughs> I mean, again... Don't steal anything, people. That's the rule. <laughs> that person is never stealing again, ever. Like, remember that one time I stole? Yeah. And like, you're in high, you're like a kid. You're like, I stole three cent candy and I got in trouble. And the people called me back and I had to apologize to the store owner. Yeah, this is a little different. Uh, remember that time I stole and I opened the box and it was full of human heads. By the way, that should have been on ice that are probably half rod. Like, there's so much wrong with this story. <laughs> and I have to get off this story because I, I need to sleep tonight. So yeah. thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Now, a note about the rest of the week. Uh, tomorrow is... their car on the side of the road? I'm trying to get off this story. All tomorrow. right, we're going to move on now. Uh, so uh, tomorrow is Mary and Jennifer doing a training episode. There will be a best of for you on Friday uh, because I'm moving. And then Monday, Lisa and Jamie will be here because the trucks actually show up to move the stuff. Uh, and I won't have a studio set up yet. So uh, you will have a new show on Monday, but there will be a best of on Friday. So thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. And have a terrific day. And uh, don't run any stop signs or steal any human heads. <laughs> Stay there again. Uh, you run a stop sign. Was that the one everybody sent you? Yeah, like probably four out of the eight sent me that. <laughs> and I found it too. So great. That's the definition of weird news. All right, we're out. Well, good guest today, auditors. We had a good guest today. Um, I, Mary's such an inspiration because she just started this when she was 55. Yeah, she's And look awesome. at her go. She's 71. <laughs> she's in good health. I, you saw her recently. <clears throat> I just friended her on Facebook, and her pictures are so amazing. Yeah, they are she's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. And she's super friendly. She's super nice. She's run horse daily and dressage daily for years. I mean, ever long before we were a thing. Uh, and I've known her before she started the pony. She was in dressage. But uh, – uh, Anyway, uh, this is the scoop. Uh, I am home. Uh, all the auditors, we don't 
we're not talking about this in the main the main thing, but uh, you saw that I was in the hospital for a couple days, by the way. What a crazy place that was. So my arm still is blown up like, I look like Popeye after he's eaten spinach in one arm. That's, that's hot. The other arm, not so much. The other arm looks really skinny now, <clears throat> but it's quite painful. And they finally, or they did several, I've been poking up with this for three weeks. I get the weirdest shit. I'm really sick of weird health shit. It's just been one thing after another. Um, but uh, I do have a clot or two in my arm, but they're superficial. So apparently that means they're in the smaller veins, but even in the smaller veins, they can back up your blood, I guess, and make your arm blow up the size uh, of a grapefruit, which really hurts, by the way. Um, so I was in the hospital. They did two, two ultrasounds. Uh, they were doing them every day uh, to see how it's changed, and uh, they determined that the one clot's pretty big. They don't know how I got it. Uh, but I also had an infection going on, so they have to deal with that. They don't know why there's infection. Of course, they don't know why any of this is. And they were going to admit me, and I basically spent two days in the ER. I fortunately was in a room because the ER, I don't know last time you were there, but the ER was lined. People were lined up in the hallways in t throughout the entire ER. It was crazy. That's I mean, crazy. And I'm glad I was in a room and not sitting in the hallway for two days because some people were, but I kind of felt bad that I wasn't because some of them were worse shaped than me. So the last day I was there, by the way, I was supposed to be admitted, but the doctor finally came in and said, look, there's no room. I don't, you're going to be sitting here for another day or you can just go home and we'll tell you exactly what to look for and do. And I said, okay, <laughs> I'm out of here. But <clears throat> the morning I left, the, these two ambulance guys, and I recognized them, they came in within an hour and a half with two ladies, older ladies, who had broken their hips. One of them was blind, and uh, she had tripped over her dog in the middle of the night and wasn't near her phone, so it took her six hours to get somebody's attention to come and pick her up. And then... After she explained all of this, and of course she's in a lot of pain, she broke her hip and possibly lungs or, or ribs, I don't know. But uh, she she said, uh, oh, and I might have been drinking a little. So there was that. And then they bring this second lady in who, guess what she did to break her hip? Tripped over her dog. So I'm determining that dogs are really dangerous for old ladies. That's my takeaway from that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was my takeaway from that. Um, well, last time you were in, was it that crazy busy? Um, yeah, I mean, that was years ago, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. I, I'm going to not talk about health stuff. I got to tell you something else. Okay. This is completely something unrelated. Else. 1812. Overture? Down. 1812. Is that the, is that the one it's called? Yeah. 1812. It is possibly the greatest show. Is that like the preview the pre for Yellow Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Yeah. I've, I've, I, I haven't watched Yellowstone. I haven't either. But this show, 1812, it is, um, Tim McGraw is the actor. Oh, oh that guy's amazing. Uh, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill plays his wife in this episode in the show. Um, Okay, it is totally worth. You have to get Paramount, the the app Param the the 
the streaming service Paramount. Which There's you every can get. good show on a different one that you don't have, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> um, it, it's it's on Paramount, and it's five that you can. It's five dollars a month. However, there it's their birthday, and if you write, it's like the coupon code "Happy Birthday" or something when you go to buy. It. It's a dollar a month for the first three months, and you can get through. I mean, we're on episode nine, and I only let Chad watch one a night because I, I otherwise I have nightmares um, about being a pioneer making their way across the country because we watched two in one night and I couldn't sleep. So one at a time, this 1812, this Chad and I are both like, this might be the best show we've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Does it make you want to watch Yellowstone? I mean, I figure we'll just keep going and see what happens. The, my problem with Yellowstone is I did watch one episode and I was like, um, excuse me, this is like modern times and people are just killing all these people. Like, that it can happen with technology today and jail time. Like, to me, it didn't seem realistic. This thing is freaking real, real. I mean, it's amazing. And when I went to see Tim McGraw in the concert, which you guys a couple months ago, Tim McGraw was doing a concert at like a casino down in Southern Oklahoma. And so Chad and I went, this is what I wanted for my birthday. He got me tickets. So we went down and watched him and he came out and he had like this full black bushy beard. And he's like, some of you might be wondering why this beard it's for the show I'm doing called 1812. And he talks about the show and he was like, and the rest of you are wondering why I don't have my wedding ring on. He's like, my left hand is my rain hand. And my hand is really swollen from hitting the saddle horn. <laughs> and he, I mean, they ride horses. The whole thing is horses. There's so many horses in it. And it's great horsemanship. Like, I'm watching some of the horse. Like, I mean, just how they had to use horses. And these horses are, uh, the, the one girl rides a Palomino that is re- amazing. And he rides some, bu- oh, like a buckskin done. Oh, Wait my a God. minute. They all weren't Frisians? No, they're actually like this is real. Like it's super. Like there's realistic. no Frisians. There's not. I haven't seen an Andalusian or a Frisian yet, Glenn. Wow. It's like they're all big quarter horses. I'm glad they hired the right company for this one. There's no fake Winnies. There's none of that. It's just. It's a basically it a story. Gory? Um, not bloody gory. No, no. It, it, let me t- let me tell you one of the one of the coolest things. We watched episode like seven or eight last night, and there it was like this the the writing in this is unreal, unreal. Like so somebody dies, and there's a person mourning the person who dies. And I'm trying to remember who's the who's the older guy in the ranch that you used to watch. Oh, the, um, oh now I'm not gonna be able to think of it. I'll think oh, of it. I know it too. He got. Show. He just got in a fight with somebody on social media. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, why can't I think of it? It's right there too. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yes. Okay. Sam Elliott is. I'm, I think is it called eight? I think it's eighteen twelve. Paramount. Paramount. Mount. Anyway, so he is in the show, and he comes over, and he sits down next to her, and he he gives her this speech. I kind of want to tell you the speech because it was so unreal. I've never heard it. He said, he goes, the reason you're sad is because when you love somebody, part of your soul goes into them and part of their soul goes into you. And when they die, that's why it hurts so much. 
because part of you just died. He said, but since they're still in you and his wife had died, he was like, my, my goal, I'm going to go to the ocean. My goal is to go to the ocean because I know she's inside me and I want her to see it. And so it was, were you in some tears? (laughs) Oh my God. I was bawling. Like there was four or five speeches in just last night's episode that like goosebumps. Oh my God. Was Chad just looking at you like, Oh, I mean, he's like, dang, this is amazing. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. By the way, he was in a social media war with uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch about the power of the dog movie or whatever. Apparently, Sam Elliott said they're just, this is not the way cowboys were. Apparently, where they're depicted. 1883. 1883. Sorry, wrong year. 1883. 1812 was the the war. Yeah. So, 1883. Yeah. So, Benedict and Sam were having words with each other. Wow. That's Sam was throwing them under the bus for the way he portrayed a cowboy. Oh, that's funny because Sam Elliott is all cowboy in this thing. But I would tell you, too, that um, Sam Elliott, when he was. Remember when he did the movie with uh, Lady Gaga and he was the brother and, oh, and the, the make it was the remake of the movie uh, for the Barbra Streisand movie. Anyway, he got nominated for an Academy Award for that. And they came to him and they said, Mr. Elliot, you've been nominated for an Academy Award. And his response, about fucking time. <laughs> He has been an actor since he's he's like ten. So yeah. And by the way, he's seventy seven now. I thought he was older than that, actually. God dang! It is this eighteen eighty three. It is so good. I don't know why I say eighteen twelve. Eighteen eighty three is so good. It's worth the dollar a month. You can get through it in like a day. It's so good. All right, all right. Eighteen eighty Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. There's your tip for the day. All right, everybody, we're gonna go. Thanks right. for joining us. Appreciate it. Give you something to do since you're laying on the couch with a Popeye arm. Yeah, with my Popeye arm. And uh, also, thanks again to the focus group who has been really diligent about doing their posts. We are so, Jamie and I are so impressed with you guys. We really are. Uh, You're doing a good job over there. So thank you for that again. Love it. Thanks, guys.